I literally do um, not want to take up a whole lot of your time today. I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, I end up talking forever anyways, so <laughs> that's probably going to happen. But I'm trying to make this short and sweet. So, um, I read a quote today by Earl Nightingale. And I've read it many times, but I wanted to share it with you. Um, it came across my newsfeed, and I thought it was uh, something I could elaborate on. Um, and something that will definitely help. Um, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. Think about that. The time is going to pass anyway. You can sit there and say, oh, it's going to take two years, five years to get that done. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. Five years from now, five years would have already passed. So, like, what's your real excuse for not doing it? Because, because why? Like, I don't, you're, you are capable. You, um, if you're not, if you don't think you are, then prepare yourself. Study, find out who is the person who, um, already blazed that trail. Because, we're not reinventing the wheel. There's already famous authors. There's famous chemists. There's famous dancers. Whatever you aspire to be, pick one. A person that has blazed that trail already. And follow in their footsteps. Find out what books they read. Find out what movies they watched. Find out what documentaries they watched. Find out what research they did. What physical training they had to do. Um, what mental training they had to do, what tests they had to take. Literally just follow their footsteps. It's literally like stepping stones to get where they are because that's how they got there. And if they say, okay, well, like say it's something like being an actress. Um, yeah, the pickings are slim. Do I believe you can do it? Yeah, absolutely. If you have the um, that chase inside of you to chase your dream, and not let anything um, distract you from it. Go after it. Go after it because it's it's worth it. It's worth it to chase your dream and catch it and realize that you could have made excuses. You could have, you know, been like, I'll just settle. But instead you did it. You chased after your dream and you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. Um, I believe that we're born with a dream, that it's set inside of us and that it, it grows. And um, there, I mean, I'm not one of those people that is like, oh, be realistic. You're never going to be an actress or you're never going to be a singer. Yes, you're going to get rejected, especially on planes that are um, full of talent and talented people. But what sets you apart from those people is that you keep getting up when you get knocked down. There's only so many people that do that. And if you're still standing at the end, you're going to make it. You will. You just have to believe it. You have to, you have to find that strength inside of yourself to constantly push forward. Even when you don't want to move keep pushing even if it's just a little bit just keep inching forward because your dream is in front of you 
Um, sometimes we like to retreat from our dream. And I knew this would take a long time. I thought it was going to be like a five minute segment. Sorry. But um, sometimes we like to retreat from our dreams. We go for it and then we're like too scared. One of the possibility of it actually coming true because how how is that possible? Um, and that that's happened. People get scared of their actual dream. Like, is this really what I wanted? Um, steps away from it. Is this really what I want? Um, you were born with a dream inside of you. Go after it. Don't second guess that hunger that you've had all your life to go after something. Second you get close enough to it, don't retreat. Um, some people retreat because they're scared of failure. In life, failure happens. It happens to every single person on the planet. Um, Tyra Banks said she got a thousand rejections before she got one yes. She is the person who stayed standing when all the other people stopped at 500 and were like, this is too much for me. My dream is over. I'm never going to make it. She was like, hmm, 500 rejections? That just means I'm 500 closer to a yes. That, that's her mentality. And that's why she is so big in the way that she is. She got smart. She chased after her dream. And then she became a businesswoman. And she bought out studios. And she... She knew that even though that was her dream, she chased after it. She chased after another dream, which was being continuing her success in different ways. But um, sometimes your dream only lasts for so long. Maybe your dream is to backpack Europe. Eventually, you're going to come to the end of your backpacking trip. You know, um, it's good to to have a long-term dream, but sometimes we've been set with this dream and that it takes up all of us. It, it, um, it just completely fills the space of our minds and our hearts that we can't think of anything else. Sometimes people think that our dreams are, um, silly even, you know? Um, I know that my, my 10-year-old son, his dream when he was five years old was to find the cure for cancer and win the Nobel Prize for doing it. It brings me in tears a little bit because it's no longer his dream. And I know that it was important to him and he was studying it and everything. But the world got a hold of him. And um, unfortunately, I didn't know that he was being told on a lot of fronts, even by teachers, that he should go for something smaller because that's not attainable that he should you know think about maybe being a scientist but not that not being his ultimate goal because of the the um possibility of failure and how that would crush him and it crushes me it crushes me to know that he kind of gave up on that dream however I instill a lot of values and things into my children and I know that when the time is right that dream will come back into his heart if it's really his dream. If it's like my dream for him and I unknowingly set it there then it won't because your dream you were born with your dream and um, I'm a person myself who shied away from my dream. I 
I knew it was something like that I wanted to do, which um, I have a new dream now. Um, not that, not that I um, don't think that I could go after my other dream right now, but it's more of um, the implications that would happen. Like I wanted to be a actress, um, singer. I wanted to be on stage, um, not so much for the attention. Um, I just, ever since I was little, I felt like I could be someone else and I could, I could tell a story by being another person. And I had the craziest imagination as a kid. I mean, when people played Power Rangers with me when I was 10 years old, yeah, they experienced like real, true craziness. Like, I would be the bad guy or the pink ranger if the popular girl already didn't pick it. Um, and I would come up with scenarios and I would even speak in like an alien voice. I mean, I was committed to my character. <laughs> um, whatever character I was. But that's why I love it. I love becoming something else and bringing a reality to it. Um, singing because music has just really, really touched my life. And I also write. So I write songs, I write poetry, I write short stories. Um, I, I write. So I like writing songs to sing. Um, and of course it could have, you know, always gone to an open mic night, you know, which I actually do plan on doing. Um, my, my dream was to be famous, but not, not exactly chasing after the fame, but it was to be recognized for my talents and skills and those things. And now, um, I've focused a little bit more of my energy on using those skills, my storytelling abilities, um, to, to infect truth and to, um, spread love, light, and positivity. Um, I have another podcast called Infecting Truth, and if you're a conspiracy theorist, then you can go there and learn about all the crazy conspiracies that go on inside my head, um, that I share with you on there. Um, this podcast is strictly for spreading love, light, and positivity, so I won't be delving into the um, inner workings of a mad woman. But um, everything that I do, I feel like I'm moving towards an ultimate goal. And my ultimate goal now is to be a life coach. That is actually my focus. Everything that I, I want to do, um, it's it's almost like a new dream was born inside of me. And that is what I, I long for. And I, I want to do it in such a way that, that it actually um, ties in. This is like totally new and different, I know. But it ties in my writing. It ties in my... Um, wanting to speak, which would be, you know, me being the motivational speaker, um, my writing, because I would be writing, you know, things I, was, I would be saying 
but also spoken word. I want to include that into it. Um, and then um, some different forms of poetry and uh, things like that. And then also I want to um, maybe even create plays or skits and things like that that, um, you know, show different scenarios of um, how how to train your brain to be more positive. And so I would be using all of the things that I was born to do um, and even making up songs that can um, help you be more positive. Because music is actually one of the greatest tools that we have. I mean, you could play a song, like listen to how powerful music is. Music is so powerful that you could have forgotten a memory from 20 years ago and hear a song and it'll bring you to tears because you remember the exact moment that song takes you back to the exact moment that that thing happened and you relive it. It's not like you just remember it. You relive it. It is, music is so powerful. It can change your mood from happy to sad. You could be in a great mood, listen to a sad song, and just be like, oh, man, that's so sad. Or you could be really sad and put on music that gets you really, like, um, your blood pumping and gets you dancing and and you forget about everything that you were just sad about i mean music transforms the soul i should i should put that um i should copyright that <laughs> music transforms the soul it may already be copyrighted i don't know but that transformation can be a good one or a bad one and if you are putting garbage in your head and i'm not one to judge music i love every single type of music almost out there um there's actually one type of music that i don't listen to but i'm not gonna say what it is because i don't, don't want to be that person but i listen to anything from classical to 90s alternative to rock to rap to like every almost every genre of music and there's certain music certain types of music that i've studied myself listening to and i've seen that um i get there's a different reaction from even my physical body when I listen to certain types of music, for instance, when I listen to 90s alternative music, um, it's the music that I grew up with and it's my go-to on my Spotify. And I, I'm, I think I, I transcend to a place of nostalgia because that's music that I grew up with. And I remember people and places and I listen to it because it, it really reaches my heart and it connects me um, to my past growing up. And, um, and it even, see, like, even talking about it, it makes you a little emotional. Sorry. Um, but then I notice that if I listen to, like, classical Beethoven, um, it motivates me. It gets me, like, in a, 
in a really, really focused mind frame. And I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Same thing with certain kinds of, um, of techno or you guys now are calling it EDM, but back in my day, same thing was called techno. Um, same thing with EDM music, the beat and the high, you know, the high frequency sounds and along with the drum sounds and everything together gets my heart pumping and get, that's like songs that I want to work out to, or I want to run to. Ha, I don't run, just kidding. But I want to, if I were to run, I would run to those songs. <laughs> Sorry. If I were ever to run, it would be because I'm running from something and I'm scared to death of it. That's, um, that's the only time I really run. I have exercised before. I like dancing. I like, um, like doing, you know, some things. I like swimming, tennis, um, on the Wii, tennis. <laughs> but as far as running goes, I am just not a runner. I'm not. And I feel like I'm dying when I run, so I don't know. I mean, I tried it a few times and still felt like I'm dying. There may be something to it, something I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm breathing wrong. I don't know, but I don't really want to do it again. I found other ways of exercising that are fine, so I don't run. But if I were, that kind of music would be the music that I listen to running. Or when I, I do work out, so um, I just don't run. <laughs> but working out, I, would lis I listen to that music. Because it just gets my blood pumping and I just want to boo, boo, boo. I want to hit the beats, you know. And um, like in my routines, I want to hit the beats. It's really, it's really transforming. It transforms me into someone who is motivated. Um, and then when it comes to music that, um, that I'm, I'm in a mood of sorts where like, uh, like, I don't know, to, to say a bad day, I really wouldn't say bad day, but like on a day where like it's raining and there's like a thunderstorm and, and the house is quiet and all the kids are at their grandparents and I'm alone in the house, um, you know, some Celine Dion or some, you know, some of that, like, soulful music where it's like there's parts that are sad or you know things like that but it just it moves through you in in like a fluidity and it transforms your soul like every single type of music transforms your soul if you listen to things with negative connotations and negative vibes and negative lyrics even if it's in fun and I've noticed this. I'm, I'm not trying to judge because I grew up on certain rappers and different, you know, people. And I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to say they're bad. But I noticed a difference in my personality and um, the people around me when they listen to that versus uh, something that's more positive. Um, something that my... Um, my 
now eight-year-old, God, they're growing up so fast. My now eight-year-old son, um, one thing that he says is garbage in, garbage out. And he got that from me when I was teaching him about um, things that we feed into our hearts come out our mouths. And how we feed it into our hearts is through our ears and through our mind, through our eyes, through our senses, we can actually feed our heart information and thoughts and feelings because that's what we're doing. There are certain feelings and emotions that are coming from the songs we listen to, um, hatred being one of them. There are songs that are so full of hate. You're feeding your heart hate. Now, if you're counterbalancing it, it's something else. It's not as bad, but you're still feeding your heart hate. So that hatred does come out at some point. Um, and again, I don't judge. Like, listen to what you want to listen to. But I, I'm just saying focus on on, um, on yourself in kind of recognizing how you act or how you behave when you listen to the negative type of music. Um and even some of the people's reactions to you, like your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, sister, brother, parents, aunts, uncles, whoever's around you after you've been exposed to that music, um, ask them, like, do you know the difference? I'm just asking, like, I feel like I'm completely normal, but I was just wondering, you know, just get their opinions and see, you know, if you're just not noticing the change, but Keep in mind, and I'm going to always um, bring up, you know, my Christian, uh, you know, beliefs or whatever. Not forcing them down your throat because I'm not that kind of person to to make anyone believe something. Especially um, on those terms, I don't believe that that that's right, anyways. Because I would want someone to believe on their own and because they believe it because they found it to be true not because someone else is shoving it down their throat that's more of like believing because of fear and that's that's not right but anyway um in the bible lucifer was the angel of music and i believe that he has the keys to music and undoing music and and winding music in our brains and in our souls in such a way that it becomes a part of us. And um, and worship music is different because when I listen to worship music, it literally transforms my entire being, not just my soul. It transforms my body. It transforms my mind. It puts me in the throne room and one of my hands are lifted whether I'm alone or at church wherever I'm at listening to worship music if I'm really in it and all in it is probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life and um and honestly I'll probably do that right after I'm done with my podcast because just talking about it makes me yearn for that feeling again but um like sorry I'm so distracted now I'm like oh maybe I should stop because it's been 23 minutes but yes I'm going to try to not make it an hour long and
tell you guys that watch what goes into your mind, into your heart, because that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And if you don't believe me, watch other people and observe them and what they listen to and how they act and what they say, because if that's out of the... Out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I forgot how to say that phrase. But basically, your heart gets filled with a bunch of feelings and things that you're being, you're feeding it. And a lot of the times through music. And if you only feed it with garbage, then all that's going to come out is garbage. If you feed it with love, if you feed it with light, feed it with positivity, then what's going to come out is positivity and love and light, and you're going to share it. And it took me a long time to learn that lesson, to be honest, because I was one of those people that wouldn't speak up about certain things around me, the way people spoke, like I would allow people to just cuss and listen to things that I didn't really want to listen to, um, and even though I was like, oh, well, I'm not, at least I'm not listening to it. Um, one day I was really upset and, um, a certain word came out of my mouth that I knew that I hated the fact that I said that word. And I was like, where did I get this from? And then I realized that the person that I dismiss their, you know, cussing around me, which that's out of respect. I can ask someone to not cuss around me or I can just choose not to be around them. That's not out of disrespect that's out of respect for myself um but I said that word that they frequently said and I was like oh my god I I said that so that just goes to show that what goes in your ears what goes in your mind and your eyes and what you see and what you experience goes in your heart and you're going to it's going to come out because we're beings that are not capable of keeping things inside. Nothing can be kept inside. As much as you want to stuff things down, whether it's pain, whatever it is, it's not possible. We are beings that um, were created to for our heart to share what's in our hearts. Um, so if we fill it with bad things, we're gonna share bad things. If we fill it with good, then we're gonna share good. And fill with love, light, and positivity, and spread it to as many people as you can, because our time is short. Even if we live a hundred years, our time is short on this earth, and the more people that we infect with the truth of the love, light, and positivity, and the message, and and the truths of the world, then, then and only then will we feel as if we've done everything that we can do in our short time frame um I'm I know that I kind of wished that I had started sooner but then I understand that that was my journey and that um you know I had to learn some things and I had to gain some perspective and I had to um, go through some things in order to get the perspective that I have now and um I'm a light bringer and I realized that so I try to spread as much love, light, and positivity as I can to everyone else, and, um, and I know I keep saying that, it's just, it's, there's a difference between love, light, and positivity, love is, um, showing compassion, 
um, even to people that hate you. Light is um, the fact that we're supposed to be empty vessels in which light can shine through. We're supposed to be completely clear, if you want to say clear, clear or empty, so that way light can pass through us and um, shine so other people can be guided by that light. Um, because literally every um, selfish intention that we have clouds that light. And that's why we have to be empty of ourselves. We all have to be completely empty. We can fill ourselves with positivity, but positivity is light. So we just need to be empty of ourselves so light can pass through. Um, because even if there's one shroud of selfishness or negativity, it can block the light from passing through and other people from recognizing it as light. And positivity, um, of course, because it is the key to the universe. Positivity is what changes the mental state of something from um, bad to good. In case in point, there was a study that some, I think, a museum did it but also some children did it at some point and um what it was is they had two plants one was told negative things every day and in the new updated version they just had a speaker constantly reaffirm negative things and then in the other plant on the other plant um the children or the speaker would um, reaffirm only good things, good affirmations, and positivity. And needless to say that in that experiment, the, and they were both, they were both given sunlight and, um, and water and the normal things that need, a plant's need, a plant needs to grow. Now, the reason why I brought up both is because in the very first scenario, it was children talking to it. Um, and saying negative things to the first plant, and then the second plant saying positive things, and um, spending more time with the one with the positive. The, the negative one would even be neglected as far as physical contact. It would be watered and sunlight and all that stuff, but it would be neglected for physical contact for days sometimes. And um, one of the um, conclusions that someone came up with was that it didn't matter the words that were being said. It was the fact that the um, plant that got more attention, got more oxygen, or um, got more the other. Oh my gosh. I'm so tired. Um, got more of our... I can't even think right now. Plants breathe in what? And we breathe in oxygen. They make oxygen and take in our. Can't think of the word, but I know it, so don't judge. But um, because it got more of that, and that is what made the difference. So the whole thing was recreated, and they did it with speakers, not even humans. 
and the plant that got all the positive affirmations is the one that lived and the one that had negativity died. So that goes to show that positivity is something substantial and should be looked at as a resource, a natural resource for life that we have an abundance of, that we can never um, run dry of. We can have a drought of water and we can have a lack of food, but we can never run dry from positivity if we look in the right place, which is inside of ourselves, especially if we're connected to our creator because he is an abundance of love and light and positivity. So take that with you and hopefully uh, you got something out of it. And spread love, light, and positivity everywhere you go. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.